0: So you're getting older and things are starting to change with your body, your skin, oh, let's face it, everything. Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Anti-Aging Uncensored, the show for driven women who want real solutions to defy their age. I'm your host, Jill Gilbert, digital health leader and entrepreneur. I'm a self-proclaimed product junkie as well as an overly obsessed fan of anti-aging breakthroughs and cutting-edge health solutions. And I'm going to help you tackle the challenging and oh-so-extraordinary next years of your lives. Now let's dive into the latest episode of Anti-Aging Uncensored. It's a new year, and before we dive in with our guest, I want to share some exciting news with you. I'm thrilled to announce that I'm on the heels of launching our quarterly subscription box called the Age to Perfection Collection. This is a small batch collection of hand-curated products for us grown-up women to improve our health, love on our skin, nourish our bodies from the inside out, pamper ourselves, enrich our homes, improve our minds, and build new healthy rituals and routines that help us adore the next years of our lives. This is not just about aging gracefully. This is about empowering you to celebrate the age you are, period. So how can you become the first to know when we launch? Our waitlist is open, so be sure to sign up at com slash waitlist. Now on to the show. 2020 was a year of craziness. We all pivoted and changed more than we would have liked to, and we were all forced to do things in new ways. For our first podcast of 2021, I saw a great opportunity to have a conversation with my longtime colleague, brilliant journalist and close friend, Robin Raskin. Robin is the master of spotting new trends and has the unique ability to break things down into bite-sized pieces for consumers. That's us, ladies. She was one of the early editors of PC Magazine and one of the first women in technology publishing. She then went on to found Family PC Magazine and even helped create Yahoo Tech. She developed and produced highly successful conferences and events as part of CES, including high-tech retail, fitness tech, the last gadget standing, digital money, and she even brought me in to work with her over a decade ago to build and grow Digital Health Summit Baby Tech and Beauty Tech. For this episode, Robin will reveal the top do-it-yourself trends we saw emerge in 2020 in self-care, beauty, virtual learning, and entertainment, environment, shopping, and healthcare. We'll dive into each of them and hear which ones are going to stick around. And as an added bonus, Robin will even share some new trends we'll see materialize in 2021. Let's dive in. So welcome, Robin, to Anti-Aging Uncensored. I am so happy to have you here.
1: I am so happy to be for (laughs) (laughs) anti-aging.
0: For anti-aging. So I was thinking back to last year this time, and it is so wildly different from where we are right now. You and I were planning for CES. I was heavily planning for the Digital Health Summit, but an in-person show. And like, did you even have any inkling that something like this this year would be possible?
1: No. And I am actually really amazed at how quickly, you know, you know what they say, they say it takes 30 days to change a habit. Well, we've been at this for almost a year now in some form or another. And uh-huh. the habits that we've changed are just amazing and astounding. And the creativity and the fact that we've been able to pivot on how we do everything from getting a haircut to watching a movie is just Phenomenal to me, both the good and the bad. It's so true. So uh, just
0: a teeny bit of background. Uh, Robin, it had to have been like 11 and a half years ago. I haven't done like the exact math, but brought me on to help build a conference within Consumer Electronics Show, which is the largest consumer electronic show in the world, um, like 180,000 people convene usually <laughs> in Vegas. And she brought me on to help build what is now the Digital Health Summit and the healthcare component at CES, right? It's been that right. long.
1: And when we did it, when, when I pitched the idea, they said, really, you think anybody at CES, consumer electronic show, is ever gonna be interested in health? And I said, I do. I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's the hottest growing area of technology. And I've been a technologist forever. First as the editor of PC Magazine, when yep. it was a big, thick magazine, and then at Yahoo and a bunch of other places. But digital health just, um, I felt it, but I had to find the exact perfect person to do it. And I was <laughs> really lucky in finding you. <laughs>
0: I was uh, I was actually having a conversation about it this morning about when we started, and I said, you know, you would have thought they picked someone with this like incredible healthcare background, but yet, you know, my interest was like really storytelling. So it ended up being this magical mix: my passion for health, but my storytelling uh, capability. So um, I I can't even thank you enough. We have um, had an incredible over a decade of success with that show. And, um, I'm lucky to have, uh, met you.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's spun off to all sorts of wonderful things. And, um, yep. And I'm a big believer that, you know, you just keep building things just like what you're doing now. So I'm so excited for you
0: well we all and you and i talked many times throughout the year did a lot of weird stuff in 2020 and um a lot of you know very tragic things going on around us and yet we had to adapt and so I thought it would be really fun for us to talk today about the trends that emerged and what's going to stick around and what, what kind of things, I mean, we've seen a lot of innovation and a lot of like rapid adoption of things. So I am really excited. And why don't we k- kick it off with number one, the number one, you know, do it yourself trend that we started seeing around
1: yourself. Yeah. Well, if you looked at the past year, you know, think about it. Uh, First, it was toilet paper that was in low demand, but then it was hair dye really quickly. (laughs) It was hair dye. And you had people like Madison Reed turn from, you know, doing uh, starting to consult, sending out packages of hair dye. You had beauty parlors all over matching your color and telling you what to buy in the drugstore. So you had people pivoting like that. You also had the whole art of buying makeup and skincare completely changed. Uh, Some with products like Perfect Core, which had um, augmented reality, so that you could try on lipstick, try on eyeshadow in your home, see what you wanted to look like, and makeup changed too. I mean, I think we were all a little more open about... our flaws and looking a little more natural. Nobody saw us from the lip down from the nose down (laughs) when we were out of the house. So our eyes became really important. Um, So you saw augmented reality for makeup try-on. You also saw skincare become really important. People realized that, that they just had to take better care of themselves. It gave them a chance to focus. And in a pandemic, when you were trying to keep healthy, A manifestation of that was your skin. So you saw other tech products that would analyze your skin via a webcam, and not only pick a good product for you, but let you track it over time so that you could see whether you were whether you have less bags under your eyes or a a more dewy complexion. And so you were getting a very personalized beauty, Mm -hmm. and beauty was getting closer to healthcare because we realized that beauty was part of feeling good inward and out. So you saw like all, all of these amazing things. And then you saw the way you bought things change, go on to Pinterest, go on to Snapchat. If you like it, you can buy it. And you're going to see more of that continue Mm -hmm. with with video shopping, with um, social media shopping, with influencers, with personal consultants telling you, how you should look, not just how everybody should look. And I think one of the yeah, nice like
0: things that.
1: I like this it. year was inclusivity. Never in my life have I seen so many shades of foundation. And I, I, it was like a recognition that there are many of us in this multicultural, multi-ethnic world, mm-hmm. and we all deserve to look good on a personal level. So I, I think it was kind of... Um, I think it was really good. I think the beauty standards relaxed, but the inward beauty really got a chance to show and it's going to continue.
0: And so, you know, I also found when it came to self-care that people couldn't go to the gym anymore. They couldn't, you know, they couldn't do the things, the classes that they wanted. They, they, It's like there was a pivot, like, what are we going to do?
1: Yeah, so tell me, how many people tried an online workout this year? Probably like <laughs> everybody and their brother. Yeah. And um, and again, uh, you know, first of all, it helped it helped gyms stay open. It helped fitness instructors live. But you also, again, got a very personalized. You could take try every yoga class out there online, and then subscribe to the one that you like. You saw Peloton sales take off like crazy um because it was combined interactivity and personalization with gamification and leaderboards and things like that you saw the mirror which was your gym on a mirror and you got to follow along and do things but i think you know the online classes um Ever just taken off and made celebrities. And whether you go, you know, Zoom has a marketplace where you can take a class for five dollars. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know this. Just go to Zoom marketplace and some of the best instructors in the world. And there'll be like a thousand people in a class. Um, you know, there's a woman from Austin, Adrian, I think her name is, the yoga person, who just has a following of millions of people. And before this, she was a yoga instructor with a, a, with a small studio. So I think personal brands have become super important in the Mm -hmm. fitness world as well. And then you're getting that same thing, that one-on-one advisor, somebody to coach just you uh, rather than a whole Mm -hmm. class of people. But, you know, if you enjoyed. um, Yeah. It's, it's no longer one size fits
0: all. That's the thing of the
1: past. And of all the industries that did well during the pandemic, the sports industry and the the, the the fitness industry did phenomenally. Everybody was wearing a wearable fitness tracker. Everybody was trying to get their steps in. The outdoors. Uh, I, I'm I'm in upstate New York, and I know you're in San Francisco, but we just walked across the Hudson River, and like it's like a little parade out there. I mean, people are walking because there's nothing else to do. So the question is, will they keep walking? Will they keep exercising? And will they keep the good things that happen during this time as part of their habits? I hope so. Remember, we talked about this, even the climate change, you saw it happen. You saw pollution go away when we're in lockdown, Uh, sunrises, sunsets, clean air. So like, we know we can do it. Do we have the willpower to stick to these changes that we saw worked?
0: Yeah. I mean, so you, you talked a little bit about like, is there a do-it-yourself environment effect on us and like our contributions to what's happening in the world
1: yeah, no, it kind of reminds me, certain, you know, remember the 60s and back to the land and, where you know, everybody gardened, everybody I know. I mean, the gardening supply companies were out of dirt. I mean, they, they didn't have a plant left to sell. Um, people learned to take small pleasures and learn to like a little bit of that DIY, you know, yeah. From the sourdough thing, um, you know, uh, <laughs>
0: I never got on that kick, but it sounds fun.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, people have cooked more. They've probably eaten more healthily. Um, yeah. And paid more attention to that. Um, what, what kind of what kind of innovation
0: in um, in nutrition do you think we've seen or what kind of sort of maybe not innovation is the right word, but what sort of um, trends around um, people's awareness of their foods do you think we've seen?
1: Well, you know, I think at the beginning of lockdown, it was just hard to get any food. There were a lot of people just stocking up on canned goods and making a lot of chili. But now things have eased up. some. I think people have been really daring to try new recipes from other... Cultures, new uh, machines uh, like sous vide cooking, and you know, blenders and juicers are also selling off the charts. Um, Yeah. So so the homing instinct, the nesting instinct, got really, really um, powerful. But it also combined new technologies. You know, so people were buying household appliances. Um, I laugh because. My husband bought uh, a, a water <laughs> faucet controlled by Alexa. And like, that's been crazy. <laughs> um, so you actually say, Alexa, give me a cup of hot water. And she will. You just wave your hand over her. Oh, oh, there she goes. There she goes. Yeah, she's on it. So, you know, so we combine yeah. new tech and old. So let's move on to um, our
0: second area. And that is health. That, you know, just from what I do for a living with you is showed me that there has been an incredible amount of technology advancements in health. I mean, it goes beyond technology, but um, what are your thoughts around that area?
1: There were telehealth companies before the pandemic and you could call a doctor remotely, but they weren't covered by insurance typically. And um, they were sort of like, I don't know, having a conversation on Zoom, except you had a little bit of HIPAA compliance in there. So now everybody is a telehealth doctor. Your own doctor turned into a telehealth doctor. The hospitals turned into telehealth, the urgent care. So everybody learned to rely on remote health care. And because of that, you see more of this in 2021, a whole genre of products, just like your fitness band, that continuously monitor, whether it's your oxygen level, your blood pressure, your blood sugar, and report it, not just to you, but to your doctor. Some of the most phenomenal things that happened was there's a digital thermometer from a company called Kinsa, Mm -hmm. and they could spot COVID outbreaks before anybody else could based on seeing temperature elevations in geographic regions so in san francisco the temperature mean temperature was going up of all their users mm-hmm. and they knew that it would be a hot spot for covid so post covid they're going to take all this information and a doctor will doctor doesn't care that you walk 2 miles every day or that this is what your blood pressure is but they do care if there's a sudden change if there's a dramatic fluctuation in something and they can get alerted, you know, we will start to be able to give permissions in this world of telehealth to say, here, doc, here's my whole watch, take everything from it. And um, if my blood pressure goes berserk, give me a call. Um, And so health Mm -hmm. will change. We will be uh, much more responsible for it, but we will also have the data to make like really good decisions about um mm-hmm. everything, calorie intake and
0: yeah it's, uh, it's, some of the it's other an,
1: go ahead remember the one um the, the medio um you just look mm-hmm. into a camera uh, thanks to visual uh, computer imaging it can see the blood going through your your face and mm-hmm. see if you're having a respiratory problem that's how precise and it's that these technologies are getting. So you don't have to like wire yourself up to something. You could just look in your camera and your camera can tell you, eh, your eyes are jaundiced today. Imagine mm-hmm. going to your mirror in the morning, which is going to happen yeah. soon. And yeah. your mirror will be able to tell you, yeah, your skin's not looking so good today. You look like you might have a little jaundice. You might need vitamin D. You might need vitamin B. So this personalization of all things health mm-hmm. is You know, we laugh that if you walk into a Best Buy now, the digital health part of the shelves. The biggest part. (laughs) Exactly. CVS, Walmart. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all embracing this idea of self-monitoring. And, you know, partly because of our, um, partly because of the pandemic, but partly because of our health system, we have learned as consumers that we have to be our own best advocate and caretaker.
0: Hey there, it's Jill with a quick break from the conversation. Do you women feel like your body is starting to rebel and you're just aching to take back control again? For years, you've given so much to so many and somehow parts of you just got lost in the mix. I know this because that's how it was for me. Well, it's time for you to make your comeback. You heard me right. That's why I wrote a five-step blueprint for how to start living your best years from this day forward. It's called Wicked, Ageless, and Doing Epic Shit. And you can download your own free copy today by visiting wickedawesomeyou.com slash ebook. And now let's get back to the show. Yeah, I mean, we used to talk about advocate that was only something that happened, you know, post-surgery or something, you know, that you had to have someone there. And I think what we're learning is this like, constant monitoring is is valuable. It's more valuable than just a one-time doctor's visit right. to, you know, take your blood pressure right then and there. What about your blood pressure when you're, you know, flying on a plane or when you're, right. you know, carrying something heavy up the
1: stairs or all of these kinds That's, of things? Yeah. So we say the trend is from intermittent healthcare—I go to the doctor once a year—to continuous healthcare. Yes. I am monitoring my, air, and not just my body, but my air um, mm-hmm. around me. So you know, um, there's so many gadgets on the market now that will look at CO2 levels, and they will look at pollution levels, and. You can bet when we emerge from this pandemic, when you walk into a restaurant, it's likely that they will have air monitors. You're going all the time. Temperature sensors. Um, Mm -hmm. These things are going to remain with us, I think, for a long time. Um,
0: Well, let's move on to something really fun, and that's entertainment. Yes. What, What has changed this year, and where do you think we are going?
1: Well, let's see. That's that's a big one. And you you saw, I mean, Netflix has been around for quite a long time, but you saw all these new players emerge, Disney Plus, Hulu, and you just saw an announcement that Warner Brothers, when they release a movie in 2020, will be released right to HBO at the same time it's in a theater. So Mm -hmm. you're starting to see... Really, um, the streaming media channels save the media industry, and that mm-hmm. is going to continue. You can rent any first-run movie now within the same week it comes out in a theater, because there are none, for 1995. But that trend is going to continue. So people have, as they call it, cut the cord. They've from their... Um, cable, you know, their standard TV providers to streaming everything. And if you watch the emergence of things like TikTok, you're seeing things like people becoming their own entertainment. How many people just TikTok their way through this year and started making- Yeah, even,
0: even my son says, I said, what are you watching? He says, I'm, I'm watching a TikTok. And I thought, you're six.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he'll he'll be making them soon and I'm sure he'll be dancing better.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: I, Go ahead. No, and the talent is amazing. And the fa so think about it. If you wanted to be a movie star, you know, you had to have an agent and work yeah. your way up. I mean, now the agents are combing TikTok every day for their next clients and it's it's sort of Democratized mm-hmm. entertainment. Um
0: it's given opportunities to um people who didn't again have access or would even know where to begin to have access or get exposure. so I, I think I think yeah. it's actually really exciting. And I just wonder how much amazing talent we've passed over in the years that we missed out upon because they
1: didn't have the access to be a creative force. Yeah, no, it, exactly. So mm-hmm. you know discovering discovering talent, you know is 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 like one part of it. But the, um, and we certainly have had a dearth of entertainment, like, but we had moments. We also had these collective moments, like some of my favorites, like the Obamas throwing a prom. um, Oh, yeah. Was like like incredible. The New Jersey for New Jersey with Bon Jovi and Bruce Springsteen, the Met Gala. Like, all of a sudden, if you couldn't have ever gone to the opera, couldn't have afforded it. Mm It's now in your living room and that is going to change our appreciation of the arts as well. Yes, good point. um, It's, you know, I hope everybody continues to support artists as they can because it's been really tough for them. But it's also giving us a chance to see how the sauce gets made. You know, everybody's watched Stephen Colbert from home and they've watched (laughs) all of these things get made. And I think it's like, you taking it further, um, you're seeing what, what I call the nation of the Internet. You're seeing, oh, Discord and Patreon and all of these Substack places where journalists or artists or painters can sort of do their thing and get paid for it and recognized for it. And I hope it's enough. You know, it's part of that whole gig worker thing. Yeah, right. Going through, like massive social change. Um, that's going to take a while to iron out, but it's happening really fast. I mean, it was just like one way. The other one that cracks me up when going back to beauty. So, you know, a lot of people are now going on to like the Sims or they're making up their avatars like L'Oreal, Mac, all of the cosmetic lines will let you make up your avatars. So in. I didn't know this how crazy is that? Right. It's so Um, fun. Right. So much fun. Um, and you know, companies have sprung up. Um, I looked at one called duo lab and one called Rami that are personalized skincare just for you. They will get on the phone with you, look at your skin, give you Mm -hmm. your prescriptives. So it's,
0: yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I mean, ultimately it's like whatever their, their manufacturing systems, their production lines must be incredible. The pros, the pros hair care that I'm using um, is customized for me. And the detail of question, I know it's not generic. It's very, very detailed. Right. There's like a very nuanced sort of science that's going on there. So
1: incredible. What's the, weird, what's the weirdest? Thing you've done this year in terms of you know you can buy micro needling I think you can buy your own fillers if you want I think you can basically where buy, <laughs> I, I, I don't know I don't know I mean I told you about that one that Peter Roth thing that like when I put it on my face <laughs> oh my god it just turns up yeah the demands
0: the demands for a, looking good on zoom have changed dramatically so uh Yeah. So let's move on to something that we all, you know, I almost want to say we suffered through it as as moms, as parents, as caregivers. But um, but there's been some good stuff around it. So virtual learning.
1: Yeah. So it's probably of all of the things I'd give it the worst grades. We were really unprepared. I think I'd give it like a C minus. Yeah. We're really unprepared. We asked teachers to step up like nobody's brother uh, and yeah. entertain they had a hard enough job already. Now they were technologists. They're dealing with five and six-year-olds trying to keep their uh, engagement on a screen. We had no way of measuring. Still in the Zoom, you Still. can't really give out a test. Now there are virtual learning, some new companies that are taking the idea behind Zoom and giving it what a classroom needs, um, class attendance management, grades, portfolios. So while it's, it, it's been a trial and error, but I have to say from everything I read, these kids will be set back six months to a year. No in their question. Room, and we are going to have to recover that time. Now, maybe they've learned some new skills. They've certainly learned resilience. Um, they've certainly, you know, learned so much about dealing with adversity through all of this, and it's also shown the light on the worst part of our society, which is the digital divide, which is some Huge. people sat in Walmart parking lots to go to school so that they could have Wi Fi. Wi
0: Fi. It's it, it, yeah. The the disparities were were alarming, and uh, I think. I think the cities um, didn't know how to handle it
1: they they Warm- didn't and, you know and i'm I'm hoping it will get legislated into you know that everybody gets access to high speed internet, but the the carriers the at & Ts and the T-Mobiles have been generous uh, yes, the they have. they've given out huge packages to help schools and teachers but um I think the tech industry, my industry, has to do even more to make sure because there is nothing, and you've seen it on calls, like a family of four kids sharing one computer trying to go to school while their parents are trying to work. Right. So but of yeah. all the experiments, the learning one was, Yeah, I mean, we all got to learn cool new things. Um, yeah, so the, po- the positives yeah. <laughs> on learning
0: is a home learning i'll say for adults i'm sure it's for teens and everything but hobbies and things right like new ways of learning online learning the oh boom yeah boom in that area is insane
1: yeah and, and the, you know from the fix it from fixing your, you know i never fixed my plumbing before this would put in a nail you know and like i have by watching youtube videos learned an amazing number of skills Uh, This year, my holiday gifts were succulent plant holders that I made out of driftwood. I mean, I've turned into like Holly Hobby. But that other part, and we didn't talk about this yet. The other thing that's going to really change is how we shop.
0: Yes. Yeah, you touched on it. But that is, I mean, I know you know so much about this. This I'm dying to hear because we all want to make it easier and we don't want to touch anybody.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So online has been great. You know, we all learned how to shop online, but I think as we yearn for stores and people and touching things, you're going to see, contactless shopping in all sorts of forms. So I don't know if you've ever been to the Amazon Go store, but that was sort of the first experiment. You would walk through the store and it just knew by overhead cameras what you were buying. You turn on your app when you went in the store and it knew you picked up a milk and you picked up a sandwich, you picked up a chocolate bar, and then you'd immediately check out just on your phone, never touched a thing. In my local town up the road, they have a meat vending I'm kidding! It it gives you porterhouse steaks and chops and ribs out of a vending machine, and it is top quality. Wow, that people is so it. interesting! I've not people, seen that yet. People love it because it's contact free. So, if it can come out of a vending machine this year, you've seen the ones that make salads. You know the robot salad machines, robot pizza makers, Flippy the robot that made yes. the burgers this year. So people are starting to feel comfortable with the idea that robots, yeah, they're a little scary, but they can give you a cleaner, contact-free in- environment. Mm-hmm. And people are starting to feel more comfortable. I mean, my mother is 90 and she did not know Venmo, you know, and now- right. Like really, everybody has learned to pay with Zelle or with Venmo, they've learned to use um, electronic transactions. Uh, they, you know, even mailless checks first came out. I said, why are they mailing checks? Why? Why? You know, um, I think you're going to see. And I've felt this way for a long time. Money's kind of dirty. It gets handed around and passed <laughs> around and gotten yeah. what around. And your phone, at least it's yours and tap and go and swipe and pay and all these new ways of paying with your watch or paying with a um, special, uh, the new credit cards, that contact list, you just mm-hmm. hold them near the checkout. They're going to be really big this year. So Perfect. you're going to be able to have, you're going to be able to ease yourself back into shopping by touching less, scanning barcodes, mm-hmm. um, contactless. In-person, check-
0: in-person shopping, right? Yeah. That's like yeah. the in-person. Do you think there has been shifts, um, like trends that have evolved this year for like at from home? Is it just an increase in online shopping or have there been any other sort of
1: an interesting increase, areas? Uh, increase in online shopping is is insane. I mean, we have a, boxes, looking, boxes, so alone. Morning, I can't even see my doorman in the morning. The guy is like buried <laughs> under like like thousands of stacked boxes. But what, I think what you're going to see are the weirdest things that you don't even expect. Take parking lots. Nobody is parking downtown. They're not working downtown. You try and use your imagination. What can a parking lot be used for? Some people are turning them into kitchens. Some people are turning them into Amazon mm. delivery stations. Um, what, can hotel, what can office space be used for? Maybe remote learning with smaller pods. What can all sorts of physical... You're seeing restaurants that were forced to close down turn into, you know what they call them, ghost kitchens or cloud kitchens. Nobody sits there, but they, deliver, they make food and they deliver it. Okay. And it's a booming... It's one of the only areas of the restaurant business that's growing during the pandemic. So, and there's not a lot of need for
0: branding. They're just having it, this sort of delivery uh, of quality, you know, quality food delivered. Don't need to worry about over like major yeah. overhead. Yeah. But
1: if you have a brand, like if you're a basketball star, if you're a top chef, you know, they have cloud kitchens in their names, you know top, um, fashion oh, wow. Style. Yeah. They're like, I can't, uh, wishing I could remember them all, but like, they will just like, so they've shifted, mm-hmm. which, which just goes to what we we're talking about. The inventiveness of people to shift mm-hmm. their, what they do. Um, well, you know, even me, I was in the events Business, yep. and now I'm writing, speaking, evangelizing about virtual events. How do you make them good? What tools do you use? So it's that ability to pivot in, in crisis. Yeah, and yeah, I, I'm just every day you read something or see something that just let you, just makes you smile because we don't get beaten down. We get really inventive. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah,
0: it's nice to see this. It's nice to see this resilience. And it's inspiring for those that felt, you know, that they have been beaten down, that these sorts of things are happening and that there's a lot more possible Um Um, Not everyone has access to create those possibilities, but um, there's hopefully going to be a lot more opportunity. Let's move to, uh, you talked a little bit about events, which uh, we both have uh, loved to do and miss them greatly, but let's talk about the office, how, you know, the home office, the do-it-yourself office.
1: Yeah, so- clearly there's a lot of gear involved. You know, everybody, laptops, all of a sudden for the first time in years, sales went through the roof, things like good lighting, things, office chairs, like people would like want to steal them. Um, In New York, there's so many places that are selling them off because they went out of business. It's actually a good time. But, but what's kind of interesting is that the dynamics, I mean, I grew up in my work life in publishing where Nobody wanted to know I had children and I couldn't talk about the children. They didn't exist in my nine to five life. And there was this big separation. And now I think people are much more willing, forgiving and understanding and embracing the fact that you have a life. You have a a work life and a business life, but it's really, you know, and a family life, but it's really just all a life. And people have been much, I think, more less guarded about my mother's sick, uh, my boyfriend's ill, Yeah. I, you know, my dog doesn't feel well, like about telling those things. I mean, I just remember being a young mom and afraid to tell my boss that my kids were sick because we had to travel that day. And I left, I remember it being one of the most heart wrenching, he had the chicken pox and I had to go. And, um, I think now the world will be a little softer place and it's kind mm-hmm. of under. Because you've had you don't have a choice <laughs> yeah you've had a year of watching your colleagues um, mm-hmm. deal and and still do good work, and you know what everybody seems to be trying as hard to um, yeah
0: it's it's as if there is a little bit more compassion yep. or a lot more compassion um, towards everyone's you know unique scenario
1: and uh, You know, when people don't have to sit for an hour communing, you know, Mm -hmm. I think they're they're they are freed, like to be more mindful and intentional about their work and do some really good Good work. I mean, some jobs are really hard. Like if you are um, manufacturing anything, it was nearly impossible. You know, if you're inventing, we watched some of the tech products this year just struggle to get parts. And oh, and, God, and yeah. The engineer worked with the software guy, and it, it was really, really hard. But you're also seeing some creativity. Especially in things like marketing and advertising, where you just got to sit home and think of great things, and you know, you've really mm-hmm. seen um, those things. And you know, the joke: everybody wrote a novel this year. <laughs> I mean, or painted their <laughs> masterpiece, mess- <laughs> I mean. or cleaned their closet. Oh, yeah. That one's, that one's still on my list. Still yeah. on your list.
0: Yeah. I mean, do you think um, it just your own opinion? Do you think there's going to be more of a drive for people to continue to work for home? Or do you think there's going to be this like drive to get back to um, collaboration
1: in the office? So I think where it's going to net out in the end is a happy balance. When I ran PC Magazine, I let people take kids at home because everybody lived, it was in the New York City and they lived in Connecticut and Westchester. You could take either Monday or Friday off, but you had to uh, work from home, Mm -hmm. Say off. But you had to be in the office together, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, because making a magazine is a creative, Mm -hmm. collaborative project. I think you're going to see more things like that. I think the five-day, seven-hour day punch your card, work week is never coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you feel? Yeah. That's my personal opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean, there is some, I mean, I've worked remotely, you know, doing this show with you for 11 years now. Right. But I do miss um, the creativity that I feel like you get in person. Yeah. Um, I think great things come from in-person collaboration and zoom is I I thank God for it but it is that I don't I would not have survived.
1: So imagine Zoom a year from now when we put on our Oculus glasses and we can actually shake hands, hug each other. It's it's still going to get really yeah. weird. But I think. <laughs> that is um, but I, I think um, you know they swear that by by next year you'll be able to smell the coffee in your meeting in the morning and touch each other all in wow. virtual reality. So mm-hmm. we're just in the beginning of what we call video conferencing, but will ultimately be virtual reality conferencing. But I, th- I think yeah. that people will just miss being together. They're going to be a little more selective. So my rule of thumb, tell me what you think. If you went to 20 events a year, you will go to five in the future. You will just be more selective about where you go. Make sure it's really important to your career. And I think your bosses will be more likely to see, look at the process and say, what can they do remotely and what can't they do remotely and reevaluate everything And it's all tied into this digital transformation that every Mm -hmm. business was going through. But now they found out it can happen really quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Take a bank. I mean, that's somewhere where everybody went in every day. When was the last time you were in a bank branch?
0: I I never go into a bank branch. And yet they seem to take over locations (laughs) like their Starbucks. I don't understand the need for locations on everywhere. every everywhere.
1: I don't know if it's a tax write off, yeah, and I, yeah, I <laughs> no, it's something and it's very, weird or, or like cocaine sales in the back. <laughs> but I have always, it amazes me how much real estate is owned by I banks. I don't understand,
0: and like, if anything can be remote, can't that be?
1: <laughs> yeah, and so to those workers so what can you know what are yeah. they doing at home so they're financial planners or they're wealth investors or um yeah. so i think every industry and i don't care what industry it is is looking at its processes that were before the pandemic mm-hmm. and then the digital transformation of them after the pandemic and really looking at the process like you said about um the personalization of makeup and skincare how do you retool your your, your factory so that I'm making Jill's skincare, not L'Oreal. Right,
0: right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I, I think that's one of the most exciting areas for me to see, um, you know, we all wanted to shift. We all, you know, we missed our manis, we missed our petties, we missed our facials, we missed our, you know, and, and, we've had to cope. We missed our hair colorists forever and and had to learn how to do things. Um, And so I've seen it like this combination of everything. Like, you know, it's not just buying the hair color, it's using YouTube to learn how to apply the hair color and then show off the hair color on social. And it's this like combination of industry that is sort of fueling the growth.
1: Oh yeah, and showing off your food. I mean, and I yeah, think and the food, yes. Have taken so much pride this year, mm-hmm. other than in our outfit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and I uh, people I really feel bad for are the fashion industry. They have been hit horribly. Oh, horribly. And yeah, there's doing yeah. different kinds of fashion. Um, but um, the know, new the New Year's dress industry <laughs> just alone. I know. Almost the best time you put a sparkle on? Well, you have to put earrings on.
0: I don't think (laughs) that's about it. Yeah. I bought a pair of earrings, but yeah, I think that, um, you know, I do believe we will see things come back. I do believe, I think the damage is, it's been really hard and hard to watch happen. And I just hope that these trends, we're going to find yeah. new businesses within these new trends yeah. and that it'll yeah. just take some time for others to sort of jump on the new trends. But, well, the same thing with fashion.
1: Fashion right. has to become sustainable mm-hmm. and ecological. they're going to, right. I have a friend who is now developing t-shirts and materials from uh, dandelion flowers, from shrimp shells, from uh, you know, recycled, um, recycled materials. So you're going to see. Um, this supply chain, you're going to see a trend to more comfortable clothing right now. Um, Do you remember um, Revlon used to talk about the lipstick thing? You know, even in bad times, lipstick would do well because it was an immediate pleasure and Uh lipstick factor that you could judge the economy. If the economy was down, lipstick sales would go up. So, wow, I had no idea. Now we don't care about lipstick because it just gets on your mask and right. makes it disgusting. Right. But what is our trend? So sweatpants went up, um, you know, like... Yoga so- pants, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, will next year's fashion have like no buttons and zippers ever again? You know, will we go back to that? Pajama sales went up, you know, um, mm. um, warm socks, you know. So it's, it's yes. so... So what what will be the tri- look at the mask industry look at how creative those people have been my new mask has LEDs running across so i can change the message on it i mean my <laughs> god okay we must we, we must share a picture with everyone on that one I, you may have
0: to uh, share oh, a picture can- with us so we can post it on the page that's hilarious oh, i can grab
1: it do you want me to grab it it's so cool
0: no we'll ta- we'll do a selfie uh, it will let you take a picture and we'll post it on the website afterwards that is that is awesome so I think this, um, I think this is a conversation even worth, you know, continuing later in the year, because I, I just, I think, you know, we use the word innovation around technology so often, but I think one of the exciting things for, you know, women, you know, concerned about aging and concerned about their health is that things are evolving and knowledge I believe is knowledge is power. We've always said that, but like knowledge about these new types of tools and the way we're evolving can make us healthier individuals. Um, And because we can adopt new ways of doing things and it's usually for the better. Things are progressing in a positive upward, you know.
1: Yeah, well, you talk about that a lot. You talk mm -hmm. about all of the DIY um, tests that are available. testing used to be for you sure. had test if you were pregnant now you have a test if you have sinuses if you have allergies yes. if you have um irritable bowel i mean you can actually walk into the store and buy all these yes tests. Tests. um and you could drive yourself crazy also but um you know if you believe that you know that that you might suffer from something there's a chance you can have a good indicator and they remind you know when the internet first came up remember you would go to the doctor and you'd bring in like a sheet of papers like this and I said I was searching this on the internet but now you walk in with a strip and you say I was searching my stool on the internet uh, on this self-test and you can actually um interesting yeah you know even what they said during COVID about vitamin D that you can you know um, see if you're vitamin D, you can see if you're vitamin D deficient without going to a doctor, which is both empowering and terrifying.
0: Well, it is, but it's also exciting. I mean, I think, you know, giving us the opportunity to be our own little scientists about our own body is, um, I think pretty cool. I I don't know that we're our own doctors, but I think we are, we are own discoverers. So, um,
1: And doctors will change because of it. And mm-hmm. they're going to learn to um listen to our evidence-based findings, you mm-hmm. know? Um,
0: well, I'd say this is extremely exciting area um that we've seen uh, evolve over this entire year. And, Um, there's a lot of positives that came out, um, self-reflection, reflection reflection of the earth (laughs) and what's happened with our climate, um, a reflection of ourselves and how we want to be as people. So I cannot thank you enough. I think this is a, um, it's so fun to, to hear about all the trends almost in one fell swoop because there's been so much change.
1: But like you said, it's about the same thing. It's about personalization. It's about evidence-based. It's about science. Mm-hmm. It's about technology. So um, we're going to check back in in like six months. And yeah, I think know. so.
0: I think so for sure. And so Robin, thank you so much for joining today. Can't wait to bring you back. And um, hopefully we'll have some really exciting new um, developments over the next six months. Besides okay. the fact that we're all going to get vaccinated, I pray. Thank you. you.
1: No. Thank you.
0: Thank you. What a treat it was to have Robin join me today. We're putting links to all the products and tools she mentioned today in our show notes. So if you're ready to jump in and embrace the new trends of 2021, be sure to check those out. You can find show notes for each of our episodes on our podcast page at wickedawesomeyou.com slash podcasts. And if you liked what you heard today, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the incredible topics we have coming up no doubt they'll help you discover the best ways to put yourself in control of your health, wellness, beauty, and more. See you next week.